0: welcome to finance friday on the kenza pod kenza collective is a platform designed to inspire and support parents who work as independent contractors we are a community of like-minded parents united in our vision that career and parenthood can exist in harmony so whether you're thinking of taking the leap into freelancing you're a seasoned freelancer looking to learn more about how to run your business or you're anything in between, we welcome you. Together, let's reinvent what it means to be a working parent. My name is Tiffany Jones. I'm the founder of Kenza. Let's get into it. So today we are kicking off our inaugural Finance Friday with Beth. And we're gonna start this series with one of the most important things that you need to know how to do as a freelancer, whether you're a solopreneur, or you have a couple of people working for you, whatever your situation is, this important thing is to learn how to separate your business money from your personal money. And so today, Beth is going to explain to us why this is important, how we can do it, and give us just some simple and practical tips and strategies on how to make this easier for
1: us. So welcome, Beth. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Tiffany. Nice to see you. And hear you this morning.
0: So this is something that you chose as one of the number one most important things to start to talk about on Finance Friday. And so yep. maybe you could just talk to us about why this is so important and why this subject is near and dear to your finance heart.
1: <laughs> well, um, having also started a business like many of our listeners have done, uh, I went through this process myself. So um you know, with, with mixed results in some cases. So I will, I will share with you things I learned through this process and things that I've seen other people learn. Uh, Because again, the goal here is always to save you time so that you can spend your time doing other things that you want to do. So one of the things that's really important as a freelancer uh, is to separate your personal money from your business money. And there are some very simple ways to do that. I mean, it doesn't need to be complicated. Uh, When you initially start as a sole proprietor, basically every all of the assets and the the money that belongs to uh, the company will also belong to you because you and the company are joined. But as soon as you can start to separate those two things, it's better for you uh, for a number of reasons. Um, including the fact that um, it's, it, it can get really commingled and messy and sloppy and require some sorting out later if you're not really careful. And again, it's not gonna be the end of the world, but it is gonna be kind of a hassle. So rather than spending time unwinding this later, why don't you just set it up so it's clean from the beginning. So one of the first things I would recommend is to maybe open a separate bank account for your company. Um, And again, it will be in your name, assuming that your company is under your name. Of course, if you decide to name your company something else that doesn't have your name in it you'll have to have a dba which is a fictitious business name and usually you would file this with your county clerk and this is what allows you to be able to call your company you know something that doesn't have your name in it if it has your name in it then the bank will assume that you and the company are the same if you're using if your name is joe smith and your company is called fred's plumbing well then that 's not your name, so you 'll need to set up a dBA so that you 'll have the ability to open up a bank account in that name that is not your name it 's a fictitious business name so once you 're able to do that, really try as as you know conscientiously as you can to put all the money that comes in from income from your company into that separate bank account. Likewise, try to spend the money that you need to spend for your company also out of that bank account. This is just gonna make your life a whole lot easier. Awesome. Um, Um, Tiffany, do you have any questions about that?
0: Yes, I just wanted to clarify one quick thing, which is uh, acronym DBA is doing business as, right? So. Yes,
1: yeah. Doing business as so so you know in that example we had before it was Joe Smith doing business as Fred's Plumbing. Um, so that's that's something you file with your local county clerk. Keep in mind the IRS doesn't recognize your DBA, and we'll, we can talk about that later. Um, so, well, we can talk about that now. Actually, when you are fi- when when you go to work with a company who hires you, you're a freelancer and a company hires you and they say, okay, I need you to fill out a W-9. When you fill out that W-9, put your real legitimate name and social security number on that because that is who they're hiring. They're not hiring the DBA because the DBA, the doing business as name is only known within your County. It's really to help you set up banking for your business. And so um, I know that when I've done 1099s for people, um, every time somebody had a cute name or a DBA or a fictitious business name, you'd get a notice and you happen to put it on the 1099, you'd get a notice from the IRS saying, hey, we don't know Fred's plumbing associated with this social security number. So next time, sort it out a little bit better. Um, so it just, it just helps everybody if, if you know, just, just try to remember, um, <laughs> get your story straight. So <laughs> it, the, a DBA or a fictitious business name is a local treatment, um, and the IRS doesn't necessarily recognize that. Now, there are other things that the IRS will recognize, like if you decide later on down the road that you're really liking working for yourself, but keeping the money separate is a little complicated. Later on, you might want to say start a corporation or something. And when you do that, the name of the corporation will be its own name and it will be completely separate from you. And that's something I do recommend after you've been in business a little while um, to, to just sort of keep things uh, separate and simple. Does that make sense, Tiffany?
0: That makes sense. I am totally tracking so far.
1: <laughs> okay. Another thing you might do is if you're, if you're uh, someone who has some credit cards, maybe one or two credit cards, you might think about using one of them specifically for business and one of them specifically for uh, your company. Or what you might do is that bank account that you set up separately for your company, uh, you might think about getting a debit card attached to that and maybe using that for your spending. And then that way you're making sure all the business expenses stay um, in the same place using business funding. And it it will save you a lot of aggravation later on down the road. Um, The other, the, another really important thing to do is to make sure you are setting aside money for your payroll taxes. And the principle behind this is when you go and you work for someone as a captive employee, um, you will, a a certain percentage comes out of your check uh, for your Medicare and your social security and whatever your state payroll tax obligations are. For example, in California, we have disability insurance and that comes out of an employee's check. Um, And then the company matches your Medicare and social security. So, keep in mind that when you are self employed, um, all of those Medicare and Social Security comes from you because you are both the employee and the employer. So, you do want to make sure you're putting aside enough money to pay these taxes, and hopefully, you're doing them, um, do, sending in your estimated taxes on a regular basis. And I believe at some point later, we will have a, a colleague of ours who's a tax expert uh, come in and talk more about the nuts and bolts. So I won't, I won't delve into uh, tax specifics because I'm not a tax person, but I do have experience with this myself. So I'm speaking from that point of view.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I remember when I first went out on my own each of my parents called me separately and they're no longer together so it's not like they uh you know talked about doing this but um they each called me separately and said we're so excited for you honey like we know you can do this blah 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 don't forget to set aside money for taxes make sure you set aside money for taxes don't get in trouble don't do this because we've had other family members who shall not be named that have gotten themselves into a lot of trouble tax trouble um because they didn't do this diligently and they just didn't want to see that for me. And, um, so I am, they've kind of scared it into me, honestly. Uh, so every time I get a check, the very, very, very first thing I do is I take 33% and I shuffle it away into an account, which is very painful to do. It hurts, Mm -hmm. especially when you get a nice fat check. It's just like the most painful thing to calculate, 33% 33% and then just put it into this other account. That's away from you. But you know, my dad explains it to me as that's not your money. It's just, it's, you don't own that money. That's not your money. Don't even look at it. Don't even touch it. Don't even one time let it slip because that could turn into a really bad habit. And there's one thing, um, I actually put my 33% into a wealth front account Wealthfront, Um, they offer these high interest, uh, savings accounts, and so at least my money while it's sitting there waiting to pay estimated taxes is making a little bit of money for me. I think last quarter I made like $12 or something, but Hey, it's $12. Still smart.
1: Still a smart idea. That's a really, really, really valuable idea there Tiff. Um, The other thing is speaking of getting into tax trouble, <laughs> if you do get into tax trouble, and I am speaking from experience here, because here's what happened to me one time. I was moving, moving right along, living my life, running my business, and a client stiffed me. And I was expecting to get a $5,000 payment from this one client. And the client said, we can't pay you that money after all. Well, that really creates quite a problem um, when, you know, maybe that was what your tax bill is. And it turns out that actually was what my tax bill was. And I needed, I really could have used that $5,000. So um, if you do find yourself in a situation where you can't pay the taxes you need to pay, call the IRS and talk to someone. Don't hide. Don't pretend it's not happening. Don't ignore the notices. Just do what you can to make it right. And one of the first things they'll say to you is, you know, do you have, uh, money you can borrow from a relative. Do you have a credit card you could put this on? Do you have some savings you could use? And, you know, you may not have any of those things. You may not have access to any of those things. So, you know, at which point you will say to them, well, um, no, I don't have those options, but can I I make a payment plan? And uh, they will ask you to send in a certain amount of money on a certain schedule. And as long as you just go along and do what you promised, you should be fine. And um, I did have that happen, and, and I paid it all back, and everything was fine. It, it is a little bit of a process. But again, don't run, don't hide, don't live in denial. Just, just do it. Just face the music, make it right, and move on. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's part of life. You know, we're not perfect, but we're doing the best we can.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, again, just this, this family member that I had, they did do that. You know, they sort of avoided it kind of lived in denial and it just snowballed into a much bigger, much, much more expensive problem than it ever needed to be. And so that's really great advice. Just if you need to do something, just, it sounds funny, but pick up the phone and call the IRS. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was I was actually amazed at how nice the person was that I talked to. Um, the person I talked to said, you know what, I used to be, I used to have my own business too. And um, you know what, I had a hard time with this stuff too. And I needed to get to stop doing what I was doing and get a job because I realized I was not as savvy about money management as I thought I was. And um, I just felt like this government job was a better job for me. And so we had kind of a laugh about that. So, so they're not, they're just people. They're just people with a job. Just call them up and be nice. You don't have to act like they're, you know, serial killers or they're some kind of bad, scary person. They're just the person with a job. So, so treat them like a human being and they'll treat you like a human being.
0: Moral of the story, IRS workers are generally not serial killers. Perfect. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we should hope that we should hope nobody's a serial killer, really well, um, <laughs> so, Tiffany, what else can you think about that people uh, might be wondering about for separation of finances can you Can you think of anything else? Yeah, well, do you have any um, best practices
0: yeah well, there's two kind of questions I wrote down as you were talking about this, and one of the questions that I have is, and maybe you 'll get into this later on, but you know what can someone do if things are already messy. Like right now, they're maybe a year in or six months in or whatever. And they're like, oh, I was supposed to be separating accounts. Okay. I haven't been doing that. What, what should they do? And, you know, maybe you could put their mind at ease that it's not the end of the world, but here are some steps you can take.
1: Well, you know, it's the same thing you do on New Year's day when you decide that you're going to You're going to not drink and you're not going to smoke and you're going to eat a little bit better. You take it one day at a time, right? That's the only way that habits can change effectively. So you say, okay, starting, you know, July 1st, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the bank. I'm going to get a separate bank account. I'm going to start this program where I'm going to, in earnest, try to keep my finances separate. So it's never too late to start. Um, it's the, it's not the end of the world if you haven't been doing it up to this point. And then the next thing I would do is I would put some time, put an hour aside each week or two hours aside or however much time you can spare to work on this problem. Right. So, um, not sure when you're, you know, where, where in the year you are relative to needing to file taxes, but you want to start thinking about, okay, I need to untangle this from that, my stuff from personal stuff. One of the things you could do is you can get, you can print out all your credit card statements. Let's say you're using your credit cards for business stuff and personal stuff interchangeably. So take all your credit card statements for the year and, and circle all the business stuff and, you know, add it all up and figure out, okay, I spent you know, five hundred and sixty-three dollars on office supplies—that's a business expense. I spent, you know, this much money on gas driving to see clients, or or you know whatever it was. Um, figure, you know. And by the way, there's there's the mileage deduction, and there's the uh, there's there's a standard mileage deduction, or you can uh, keep track of your automobile expenses. You can't do both. So we can get, we can delve into that more at a later point. Or when our tax expert comes on, she can tell you a little bit more about that too. But, but, so that was, that uh, automobile (laughs) expenses was probably a bad example because most of you are probably going to do the standard mileage deduction. Um, But, but really start keeping track of what's what and go back as far as you can and, you know, make some spreadsheets. And, you know, I used to have all kinds of, before I changed to the configuration I have now where it's a corporation that just pays me a payroll and I don't have to worry about all the details anymore. The corporation has a set of books that I keep in QuickBooks and, you know, it is a separate entity from me completely. It just gives me a paycheck. Um, So that's a lot, that's a very comfortable, much more comfortable situation to be in. Um, But, in this sole proprietorship um, situation that you're in, you know, just, just do your best again, just, just set up a, a spreadsheet and just start tracking your activity. Um, you know, what happened earlier in the year? What am I planning to do later this year? Starting today, I will only use this chase credit card for business. I will not put personal things on it. I will spend cash for personal things, or I will, use my debit card out of my own bank account for personal things. Put yourself on some kind of program and then try to stick with it and then try to make smart decisions. You know, every time a a spending, uh, every time you're out to dinner with someone and, and people start throwing down credit cards, think carefully about, you know, is this really something that should go on my business card? This doesn't seem like a business expense. Maybe I need to you know, figure out another way that maybe I need to carry cash for these going out to dinner with friends things, you know, just, just start being smart and conscious about it. Um And after some time, this will all become habit and you'll get better at it. But again, it's one day at a time.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's, that's great advice. Um, I use a program called FreshBooks. I'm sure I know there's a mm-hmm. lot of other programs out there that are just as good. I haven't tried another one, so I have nothing really to compare this to. It seems good enough for what I'm trying to do. Um, But what I was able to do with FreshBooks is actually connect my credit card directly to it. And so all of my expenses get dumped right into FreshBooks and I have a habit of every single Monday I go in and I look at the expenses and I make sure that they're definitely business expenses. Anything that's not, I just delete out. And then I categorize each one for myself to just sort of understand what I'm spending money on. Um, And so that's kind of how I personally have been managing my cash flow and my expenses, which I try and keep, you know, pretty low. Hopefully you don't have a ton of expenses that you're spending on the business, but, um, you know, that's another way to do it. If you have a program you're using like FreshBooks, just connect it to your credit card. You can even connect it to your bank account. And just set up a habit every Monday, every Tuesday, whatever day it is that makes you happy to do your finances, go in and just groom that list and make sure that it's looking good and it'll save yourself so much time and hassle down the road.
1: Yes, that is excellent advice, Tiffany. Excellent advice. And I like the way that we're using technology to help us. That's, that's also really good.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, what's
1: your, what's another tip that you have? Oh, let's see. What else? Oh, um, make sure that you are checking your online banking. So you have a company, right? And make sure that you're you're always, I know we don't always want to look at our cash because sometimes it is easier to just not look at it and ignore it. But but seriously, set yourself a time every week or, you know, twice a week where you're going to just go online and just make sure that the cash that you think your company in your, in your company account is there. Um, Sometimes you might be getting paid online by one of your customers. You want to make sure that that their payments are showing up um, and you want to make sure that, um, you know, nothing weird is happening in that account. So, you know, be familiar with what your balance is and be able to think, you know, you're, you're now thinking in two dimensions. You've already got to deal with your own personal cash, and then you also have to deal with your business cash. So be be prepared to take on an additional bank account to manage and keep an eye on and babysit. You know, and and also we're gonna we're gonna talk about this later. But you might want to set up a cash plan for yourself. Um, and we I think we're gonna probably do a whole episode on this. But you know what money is coming in. And what does that need to be spent on in terms of your business? So, um, you know, w- we will get into a-, a cash projection a little bit later, um, and which I think is also going to be pretty helpful. Yeah,
0: that's something I'm really excited to dive into. Um, and I'll just take a quick moment to share kind of what's coming down the line here. Um, When Beth and I first started talking about Kenza, I shared with her the the very first sort of freebie that I'm really excited to be getting out to you guys, uh, which I call the capacity planning tool. And this is just um, a pretty simple spreadsheet that I have used to organize myself, organize the projects I'm working on all in the context of my family life and my family obligations and the amount of time that I actually want to be working each week or that I can work each week. Um, and so I'll be getting into that in a different episode. But what what's really cool is that I talked to Beth about that and kind of showed her what this looks like and how at a glance someone can look at this spreadsheet and and see exactly when a lull might be coming up or when they're going to be really really busy. Maybe they have a a week where some projects are ending and new ones are starting, and they can see very quickly that oh crap I have a monster of a week coming up. I better do something about that, otherwise it's going to be really stressful if I don't make a plan. And when we talked about that, Beth said, "Oh my gosh, I have a very similar thing, but it has to do with cash flow. So being able to look ahead and see when maybe your cash flow is going to be dropping off, and there is no, <laughs> there's no more flow of cash happening, um, and what can you do to get out ahead of that, and how can you uh, maybe stop losing sleep at night over your cash flow?" And so we are working right now to. Um, get those tools out to you and potentially create a tool that um, marries the two of them together into one. And we're thinking that that might take a little bit more in-depth training um, than just some free thing you download, um, because we really want to provide tools that are really helpful for you and help you integrate them into your weekly flow so that they are actually useful and actually really saving your, you know what, down the road. So, <laughs> and I have. You're, we're trying not to cuss
1: on this podcast. <laughs> I know, I know. We know that this is a family, a family program, so <laughs> we're trying not to use naughty words because we know that some of you out there have have young ones. So, yeah, we don't want to be responsible <laughs> for your child saying a cuss word. are yeah, we don't want to be teach. We don't want to be teaching them that stuff. You can teach them that stuff. That's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm excited for that to be coming. And again, just to stay in touch with us and to see when these things are rolling out, make sure to go to our website, sign up, there's a little form that you can fill out that just helps us understand who you are and um, what kind of content you're most interested in. And that's going to really help to guide and shape um, the future of Kenza as we start to get content out to you. So that's KenzaCollective.com. Beth, is there anything else you want to share about just the importance of separating business money from personal money? Any other tips, warnings, encouragements, jokes?
1: (laughs) I can't think of anything else right now. Um, But again, as Tiffany just said, please let us know what you want to see and hear from us. Um, We are here with, Um, our business expertise and our whole goal is to share it with you all because we think that everybody should live a good life and enjoy their work and have the balance. So um, please let us know how we can help you achieve that goal.
0: Thanks so much for joining us for the very first finance Friday. Uh, If you have a specific finance topic that you want us to talk about or that you want us to try and find someone to talk about, like taxes, for example, we know that that could probably, the tax thing could be a whole series um, and maybe that's what it will be. But if there's anything specific you're struggling with when it comes to managing your finances, please let us know. We really, really want you to be empowered on this front. So thank you, Beth.
1: You're very welcome, Jeff. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right, have a great day everyone and we'll see you next time.